0: Good morning, friends. Today is Friday. Yay for Friday. The 6th of November, 2020, and hopefully a day of answers. Our readings this morning are Psalm 69 verses 1 through 23 and 31 through 38. Ecclesiasticus or Sirach 30 through 1 30 verse 1 and then verses 11 through 24. Revelation 17 1 through 18. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker, for you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture, and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God is the rock of our salvation. Oh come, let us worship. A reading from Psalm 75, excuse me, from Psalm 69, verses 1 through 23 and 31 through 38. So this is an instance where the Psalms in my copy of NRSV and in, and those in the back of the book of Common Prayer don't line up. So we're going to read from Common Prayer. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen up to my neck. I am sinking in deep mire, and there is no firm ground for my feet. I have come into deep waters, and the torrent washes over me. I have grown weary with my crying. My throat is inflamed. My eyes have failed from looking for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. My lying foes who would destroy me are mighty. Must I then give back what I never stole? O God, you know my foolishness, and my faults are not hidden from you. Let not those who hope in you be put to shame through me, Lord God of hosts. Let not those who seek you be disgraced because of me, O God of Israel. Surely for your sake have I suffered reproach, and shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my own kindred, an alien to my mother's children. Zeal for your house has eaten me up. The scorn of those who scorn you has fallen upon me. I humbled myself with fasting, but that was turned to my reproach. I put on sackcloth also and became a byword among them. Those who sit at the gate murmur against me, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, this is my prayer to you at the time you have set, O God. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. Save me from the mire. Do not let me sink. Let me be rescued from those who hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the torrent of waters wash over me. Neither let the deep swallow me up. Do not let the pit shut its mouth upon me. Answer me, O God, for your love is kind and your great compassion turn to me. Hide not your face from your servant. Be swift and answer me, for I am in distress. Draw near to me and redeem me. Because of my enemies, deliver me. You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all in your sight. Reproach has broken my heart, and it cannot be healed. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For comforters, but I could find none. They gave me gall to eat, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let the table before them be a trap and their sacred feast a snare. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see, and give them continual trembling in their loins. Pour out your indignation upon them, and let the fierceness of your anger overtake them. Let their camp be desolate, and let there be none to dwell in their tents. For they persecute the one whom you have stricken, and add to the pain of those whom you have pierced. Lay to their charge guilt upon guilt, and let them not receive your vindication, let them be wiped out of the book of the living and not be written among the righteous. As for me, I am afflicted and in pain. Your help, O God, will lift me up on high. I will praise the name of God in song. I will proclaim God's greatness with thanksgiving. This will please God more than an offering of oxen, more than bullocks with horns and hoofs. The afflicted shall see and be glad. You who see God, your heart shall live. For God listens to the needy, and God's prisoners God does not despise. Let the heavens and all the earth praise God, the sea and all that moves in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. They shall live there and have it in possession. The children of God's servants will inherit it, and those who love God's name will dwell therein. Apologies, friends, I did read the whole way through instead of just the beginning and end is as noted in the readings for today. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus or Sirach. Chapter 30, excuse me, chapter 50, verse 1 and verses 11 through 24. The leader of their siblings and the pride of their people was the high priest, Simon, begotten of Onias, who in their life repaired the house and in their time fortified the temple. When they put on their glorious robe and clothed themselves in perfect splendor, when they went up to the holy altar, they made the court of the sanctuary glorious. When they received the portions from the hands of the priests as they stood by the hearth of the altar with a garland of siblings around them. They was like a young cedar on Lebanon, surrounded by the trunks of palm trees. All, this, all the begotten of Aaron in their splendor held God's offering in their hands before the whole congregation of Israel. Finishing the service at the altars and arranging the offering to the Most High, the Almighty, They held out their hand for the cup and poured a drink offering of the blood of the grape. They poured it out at the foot of the altar, a pleasing odor to the Most High, the Sovereign of all. Then the begotten of Aaron shouted. They blew their trumpets of hammered metal. They sounded a mighty fanfare as a reminder before the Most High. Then all the people together quickly fell to the ground on their faces to worship God, the Almighty, God Most High. Then the singers praised God with their voices in sweet and full-toned melody, and the people of God most high offered their prayers before the merciful One, until the order of the worship, until the order of worship of the Lord, of God was ended, and they completed their ritual. Then Simon came down and raised their hands over the whole congregation of the Israelites to pronounce the blessing of God with their lips, and to glory in God's name. And they bowed down in worship a second time, to receive the blessing from the Most High. And now, bless the God of all, who everywhere works great wonders, who fosters our growth from birth and deals with us according to their mercy. May God give us gladness of heart, and may there be peace in our days, in Israel as the days of old. May God entrust to us their mercy, and may they deliver us in our days. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle I, I called to you, O God, out of my distress, and you answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, Am I driven away from your sight? How shall I ever look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me, the deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land beneath the earth. beneath the earth. Yet you brought up my life from the depths, O oh God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O God, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay, for deliverance belongs to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 17, verses one through. 18. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great whore who is seated on many waters, with whom the rulers of the earth have committed fornication, and with the wine of whose fornication the inhabitants of the earth have become drunk. So this one carried me away into, in the spirit into a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and seven horns. The woman was clothed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of her fornication. And on her forehead was written a name, a mystery, Babylon the Great, Mother of Horrors and of Earth's Abominations. And I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the witnesses to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly amazed. The angel said to me, why are you so amazed? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with seven heads and 10 horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to ascend from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. All the inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will be amazed when they see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. Also they are seven kings of whom five have fallen. One is living and the other has not yet come. And when they comes, they must remain only a little while. As for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven, and it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour, together with the beast. These are united in yielding their power and authority to the beast. They will make war on the lamb, and the lamb will conquer them. For the lamb is ruler of rulers and sovereign of sovereigns, and those with the Lamb are called the chosen and faithful. And this one said to me, The waters that you saw, where the whore is seated, are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. And the ten horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the whore. They will make her desolate and naked. They will devour her flesh and burn her up with fire." For God has put it into their hearts to carry out God's purpose by agreeing to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God will be fulfilled. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the rulers of the earth. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 18, A Song to the Lamb Splendor and honor and royal power are yours by right, O God Most High. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being, and yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a royal priesthood to serve our God. And so, to the one who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and evermore. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, go and tell that fox for me, listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and then on the third day, I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often I have desired to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of God. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I've got just a few short thoughts on the readings, and then I've got to get going because I am running late as usual. I found it interesting that the psalm and our first canticle, the Canticle of Jonah, both describe deliverance from the depths or the pit. And it occurred to me that I think when we talk about the pit, we are talking about a dark place of the soul or what we call in um, in some faith traditions, the dark night of the soul. And I think it's this that we talk about when we talk about um, being cast into the darkness or being in the pit or being in the depths. Perhaps even when we talk about being in Sheol Or in hell and I think all these stories of rescue from the dark place should give us hope that whatever the dark place is whether it's a place of despair or the dark night of the soul that God can and does lift us up that this is only temporary which brings me to our gospel reading talking about the beast that was and is not and is coming and I think this is another reference to God's time because in God's time which is not linear like ours, the beast both exists and also has already been defeated. So this moment that we're in, the really hard freaking moment, it is something that, yes, we are absolutely experiencing. And with God's help, the experience is transformative. And also it has already passed. It's already done. It's already over. And I hope that that gives you, I hope that gives you hope, my friends. It does me. And despite the, the, really, the very ugly imagery of the whore of Babylon, I think that Revelation has hope for us today. And I want to talk about that ugly metaphor just briefly. I have to wonder, and again, I wish I could spend my whole day researching um, scripture and related texts, I wonder if the reason That metaphor was used is because it was one of the most terrifying things to men of that time and remember men were writing the Bible right Um, to have the one who should be most faithful to you betray you and be with others and I think time and again when the Bible talks about adultery and fornication and whoredom and prostitution it is all speaking to a deep fear of betrayal. And I think that we need to see past the visceral language used to describe it and, and see the vulnerability and the great fear and insecurity in what's being described here the unfaithfulness, the betrayal, the disloyalty. And I think the message for us in that, friends, is that we must not betray the one and then the ones that we should be loyal and faithful to. So first and foremost, above all else, God. And when we are loyal to our relationship with God, As we've talked about before, the rest of our relationships have a foundation of holiness to be set upon. I think that our reading from the Apocrypha today ecclesiasticus or suric um this is a picture of harmony it has this glorious theme it's looking backwards through i would say not just rosy but golden colored glasses but what's important about it is a description of the people coming together and the people being in harmony and the people centering god just like we were talking about in their lives and their worship So this is a description, somewhat idealistic, but that's all right, of what it looks like in the context of those times to worship God. And so my challenge to you, friends, is to write idealistic, poetic, however it flows out of you, a description of what it would look like for your community, whether that is your home, your neighborhood, your faith community, whatever community you would like, what it would look like. A description is if you are sitting there watching it, put yourself in the frame, in the picture. What it would look like to worship God first and foremost. What it would look like to be loyal to God. To be fully vested in that relationship to be faithful to the core relationship, the relationship of all relationships. What would that look like? I think that would be really interesting to see. And I think that's all I've got to say today. Thank you so much, my friends, for being here with me and, um, and for listening I, and for the connection this is, a la Barbara Brown Taylor, saving my life right now. This conversation with you every day is what keeps me out of the pit. So you are conduits of God's love to me, my friends. Thank you. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurture and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth, we believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Let's use as we have been the prayers from the Iona Book of the Iona Abbey worship book in in place of suffrages, we're going to use the prayers that begin on page 12. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place or affection, we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Our creator in... Oh, excuse me. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The Collect for Proverbs 26 Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people may offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for the Nation. Sovereign God Almighty, you have made all the peoples of the earth for your glory, to serve you in freedom and in peace. Give to the people of our country a zeal for justice and the strength of forbearance, that we may use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, amen. A Collect for Peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen we will use as our prayer for mission the prayer attributed to saint francis god make us instruments of your peace where there is hatred let us sow love where there is injury pardon where there is discord union where there is doubt faith where there is despair hope where there is darkness light where there is sadness joy Grant that we may not so much see to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Amen. And now is the time, dear friends, where we lift up Really, it's the second time in our morning prayer that we do this. We do this during the suffrages, or the prayers of the people, or the special prayers earlier on. But now, let us, let us be silent. You can probably hear the cacophony of morning around me. I'm finishing up morning prayer on my iPhone as I walk to the train station, which I think is actually kind of wonderful to pray my way through the neighborhood. But let us in, let us in, let our mouths be silent and let our, let our souls speak the names of those placed upon our hearts for prayer. Dear God, may we remember that in your time, all evil has already been conquered. Our responsibility, our work here as co-creators is simply to allow ourselves to be transformed, to plant the seeds that you give us to plant. To clear out the holy flow of your love so that it may go through us into all of your creation. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Let us pray together the prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.